You're a successful business owner or entrepreneur. You love it, but it consumes your entire day and sometimes your entire night. This is the Seven Figure Builder Show. It's a backstage pass to the minds of those who've already cracked the code. Welcome to the Seven Figure Builder Show. And now your host, Julie Baranek. Welcome to the Seven Figure Builder Show. My name is Julie Baranek, founder of Seven Figure Builder, where we help high achieving business owners save time in their business every single week by implementing marketing automation to scale their business to seven figures and beyond. And I'm here today with my friend, Samantha. How are you, Samantha? Good. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) I'm thrilled to have you. So for those that haven't had the pleasure of meeting you yet, can you tell me a little bit about what you do with your business? Absolutely. So I'm a, an online business manager for six and seven figure coaches and online course creators and service providers. And I just help them organize and automate their business so they can actually focus on growth and kind of, I handle the business side of the business and they get to be in their zone of genius, whether that's coaching or copywriting, whatever that is that they love. Awesome. So is that, what type of services do you help them with? Is it more like on the project management side? Is it with your clients? Like what, what do you help them with? Yeah. So I have a few retainer clients that I help them more with the day-to-day stuff and then overall automation and streamlining of the business. And then I also have some one-off services that are more built just for people who need just like quick systems built, who don't necessarily need that longer term. So maybe they just need a Dubsado set up or they are growing in their business and they need those foundational systems set up but they don't have that yet. So I will work with them for about 30 days, get everything set up. And then usually they are good to be on their own for a few months. Or if they do have a team in place, I teach the team how to use it. Okay. Very cool. And do you have specific systems or tools or things that you like to go to, or what do you usually use with them? Yeah, I mostly focus on the client experience. So really streamlining like the client onboarding experience and just the overall client management experience like that you have through your programs. So with that, we use a lot of tools like Dubsado or HoneyBook along with Zapier. Um, And then we also use those tools along with ClickUp or Asana on the project management side as well, just to make sure we're really tracking everything so no one slips through the cracks. That's one of my things is I would never want someone to feel like they're just a number in a program. So we really want every client who works with any of my clients to feel like they are really supported and they have all of their expectations are met or they have my client has gone above and beyond with their services. Totally. That's awesome. And I know you focus on helping them implement automation in their business. Something that's very near and dear to my heart is that high touch customer experience. So how do you encourage that with your clients? Yeah, I think just really implementing a system that is as automated as possible. So a lot of it is not reliant on us, but still has those touch points. So one of a really great clients a really great client onboarding experience I've built recently where it is for a group program. And so with a group program, there is just a lot more support and those touch points. So we do have it where the client is just doing a checkout, but then whenever they pay through the checkout, then they, they get a welcome email that lays out all of the expectations. They automatically get the link to join the Slack channel. They automatically get access to everything they needed through Kajabi because there is also course materials in the program. So they feel on there and like, wow, I've already got so much stuff immediately. And there's not like that awkward, okay, I paid. So what now? Right, now what? <laughs> yeah, like now what? Let me have some buyer's remorse and think about it. 
So we want to give them as much as possible and also just lay out the expectations as quickly as possible. Okay, here's what you can expect. Join the Slack channel. We'll be in touch with you as soon as possible. And then we also have an automation set up where when someone joins, we get notified on our end and a task is set up for our client success manager. And her job is to go in and welcome every single person that joins and message them directly and say, hey, thanks so much for joining. We're so excited to have you here. And we also even have an automation that is setting up a Google Drive folder for that person with their name. So the client success manager can go in, grab that folder and give that to and be like, hey, here's your Google Drive folder. It's already set up for you. We have an automation that puts docs that they need in there already. So it's just really doing everything, cleaning out all the kinks and making it as easy as possible for us to be able to do our job and follow up with the clients and be in touch with the clients. But also so the client feels, wow, this was so easy. And there was there's no wondering like what's next. Like I know exactly what to do. I absolutely love that. I totally love to geek out in my business and have exactly what you just said in place. So it's, ah, that's awesome. (laughs) I love it. Like I am just like so proud of myself for setting up this automation because I'm like, wow, this truly is like amazing. (laughs) Oh my God. And it saves so much time, both for your clients, for you, everybody. Yeah. It just makes things run so much smoother. Yeah. And it's also, I think, a mental energy thing, because I know for me, it's hard to be in meetings and really be present with your clients whenever you're also thinking about maybe five things you have to do after the meeting or, oh, I forgot to send that contract or, oh, I need to reach out to this person um, because you don't have those automations in place. So it's, Mm -hmm. I think it's also a huge mental energy suck as well. Totally, totally. And then you've got a new client and they're already 15 steps ahead that you can just jump right in. You don't have to do all the paperwork behind the scenes. It just works. Yeah, exactly. Like the system works so well because then it's like my, all my client has to do is get on the kickoff call. Like we even have a call scheduler sent out automatically when someone joins. And so really the Google drive folder is already created. The worksheet that she's going to fill out during the call is already in the Google drive folder for her the calls are already scheduled. So it's really just the actual, she can focus on the actual one-on-one interaction and not scrambling behind the scenes of, oh, I need to make a folder and I need to find that template. And And remember the process that you have to go through too. Yes, exactly. Most clients I would think, or from my experience are not that organized. And I think (laughs) that one of the hidden benefits of automation is it forces you to create that process and to streamline that process and to make things so they really work well. And then you can automate them, right? But you have to have something to automate that works well. Otherwise, you're just creating noise and distraction in your business. So do you help your clients work out the kinks in that and map out what's possible or how do they come to that end product? Yeah, definitely. I think the first step before I really automate anything is outlining the process and getting super clear because that's like you said, automation doesn't really work if you don't have a clear process in place, because the thing with automation is that it has to be the same every time or similar every single time. Otherwise it breaks or something gets sent out that's not supposed to be sent out or it's just, it's not going to work as you want it to. And that causes a lot of frustration. Whenever I'm working with any client, even if it's just developing like a content automation or a content creation process, we sit down and we map out, okay, first step one, we're going to like brainstorm ideas. Step two is going to be recording the actual content. Step three is going to be editing. Step four, writing captions. And it be, brings a lot of clarity, I think, to clients' businesses as well, because 
so much of your business just lives in your head, especially when you're working and you don't have a big team or anything, and you don't really need to take those processes out of your head and put them down anywhere. But whenever you do start growing and you do start hiring other people, it becomes really hard to hire people and work with other people when those processes are still living in your head and you can't communicate those effectively to your team. So that's always the first thing we do is just outline step-by-step exactly what we want to happen. We do like an ideal world and dream fairyland, best case scenario. And then we work backwards from there and maybe not everything can be totally automated, but for the most part, we can automate a lot of things and it's a lot easier working backwards than it is trying to go forward and build that way. Totally. And do you put in place like any type of reporting for them so they know what's happening? It's the magic behind the scenes. <laughs> Give them. Yeah, the definitely. We, I do like monthly metrics reporting and we just look at all of the normal reporting stuff. So opt-ins, page views, sales calls booked, whatever we're really focusing on is that's going to be the main thing that we're looking at. And then I think it's really easy to also put that off of on a team as well. Whenever you're just monitoring email metrics and you have something with, sorry, let me gather my thoughts. That's fine. With something like when you're tracking email metrics or something, it's very easy to get a really good process in place of, okay, here, we're just looking at the open rates, click-through rates. If something's over a certain number, that's great. If something's under a certain number, we really want to be make sure to tag that and flag that mm-hmm. and look at why that's happening. Um, and also, I guess, if something's above, because if it's above, then we want to be doing more of that. Yeah, definitely. Totally. But that's really something if you can outline that process or even film yourself doing it with Loom or a screen recording, you can easily put that project onto a VA every month and they can do that for you. And then you can just look at the final numbers. Absolutely. Now, uh, on a more personal note, where are you located? I am living in Amsterdam right now. Wow. Very cool. Yeah. I'm originally from the States, but I moved here about six months ago. Okay. Awesome. So do you help clients over there or in the States or where do your clients live mostly? Most of my clients live in the States because I am from there and I've lived there for so long. I really enjoy working with people from the States or in Canada. That's also where I work with a lot of people as well. Yeah, the Dutch business laws are a bit confusing (laughs) here. So I haven't really made it my mission to try to find a lot of Dutch clients yet. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure that's quite an adjustment. That's awesome though. And how do you balance business and family life? Like just juggling everything. What does that look like for you? Yeah, I think the number one thing is just, I really try to have super clear priorities. I do travel a lot for work. I was just in New York last week and I'm actually going to Mexico tomorrow. And whenever you are traveling and working, it's so easy to just get lost in everything that's going on because you're out of your normal routine. Um, So when I'm home and I have my normal routine, it's very easy to get a lot of work done. Like I know my capacity for work at home. Obviously that shrinks whenever I'm traveling or if I just have a busy week, if I have a really social week and a lot going on. So the number one thing I try to do is just have super clear priorities of these are the three things that absolutely have to get done this week. Obviously my client work is one of my higher priorities. Right. And then what do I need to do to take care of myself? Even if that's just taking 30 minutes to go on a walk every day to clear my head or yeah, making sure I'm making time to spend time with my partner or spend time with friends. How am I working all of those into my schedule? I think working online and working for yourself, it can be hard because there is no 
end, right? There's always this ever going to do list. It never really ends. Um, and so something one of my friends told me a while ago was to have a done. So I love this advice because it really helps me because I could just go on and on. And if I'm having a really good day, I could just tag, tack things onto my to-do list. Oh, I already finished everything I was supposed to do today. Now I'm going to start doing all this other stuff, but then that kind of leads to burnout, right? Cause we just end up overworking ourselves. So one thing, one, another tip that she gave me was to define your done at the beginning of the day. These are the five things I need to do today, three things I need to do today. And after that, then the rest of the time is for me and I'm going to read a book or go hang out with my partner or go walk around and whatever that looks like. I'm just going to get off my laptop. Totally. Yeah. And I think that helps give a sense of achievement versus just overloading yourself. Like, oh, I'm more efficient than I thought I was. Now I can just do more and more. (laughs) And you just, and then you don't finish that last task and you're like, oh, I didn't do anything. Right. Exactly. I totally hear you. So looking for the year ahead, what is the most life-changing goal for you this coming year? Oh, that's such a great question. The most life-changing goal for me. I know it's hard to think because I just moved to Amsterdam last year. That's so I'm like, that was so life-changing. <laughs> How do you want that? <laughs> I know I'm like, move somewhere else? No. I think this year I'm really focusing on expanding my business into more passive revenue streams. So I've been creating some mini products. I want to grow my team a bit. I want to guest on more podcasts and potentially do some speaking things. So I think really just expanding my reach is my number one goal. And that would definitely be life-changing because obviously with a lot of pet, with more of passive things, it's not necessarily less work, but it is less one-on-one work. I've been doing one-on-one work for over three years now, and I do love working one-on-one with my clients, but it would be nice to have a little bit of buffer on the back end. Yeah. And passive income is incredible. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Can't argue that at all. (laughs) Absolutely. So how do you define success, both in your business, personal life? Like, what does that look like for you? I think success to me is just being able to have the freedom to pursue what I want to pursue. So personally and in business, I think I love my business because it's given me a lot of freedom to time freedom and location freedom. Like I'm living in Amsterdam. I don't have to live in the States. I work four or five hours a day instead of eight. I love that aspect of it, but I feel like building my own business has also given me a lot of sense of resilience where I have a background in biochemistry actually. So I knew literally nothing about online business or marketing at all when I first started and learning an entirely new skill and building something entirely from scratch. I now feel like I could do that. I get it again because I've done it before. Like it would still be hard, but it would not be as hard. I don't think as doing it from zero. So I think it's also the freedom to be able to pursue other things in life. If I want to go open up a bakery in 10, I I feel like I could do that, even though I have no experience opening up a bakery. It doesn't necessarily scare me as much as it did. Yeah. It's incredible how much you can learn and teach yourself. I'm right there with you. Actually, my original career was as a registered nurse. So I did high risk delivery. So was in the healthcare field, transitioned over and have taught myself 95% of what I know today. So it's crazy how much you can learn just Mm -hmm. online. Like I've learned everything through online courses and YouTube and working with coaches and mentors. And it's truly amazing. And it's not something that I ever really thought would be possible for myself, but now I can't see another way. Absolutely. And what do you, what would you say is your favorite lead generation strategy? 
both either for yourself or your clients? What do you use? I love being in the DMs. I like Instagram a lot. I love getting people on my email list as well. I think having uh, definitely some sort of freebie email marketing is like one of the systems that I recommend every single client have for sure. And having some sort of freebie so you can give value to your clients. But I love connecting with people in the DMs, just like sliding up on stories and really trying to just have that natural connection and normal talk, like normal talk points. I've met so many great people just from this, even if we haven't ended up working, haven't ended up working together. It's I've still met so many amazing people and had so many great connections. And, and sometimes we do end up working together, which is amazing as well. But I think definitely right now the Instagram DMS is where it's at. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. So what can listeners expect from you next? Definitely going on to the passive income. I want to create some more products. I have a new mini masterclass that's created. So it's like a 30 minute masterclass that talks about the key systems to growing to six figures. So I definitely want to start promoting that more. And I'm really excited about that. And also, yeah, getting on some more podcasts and just bringing value to wherever I can. I'm also a guest coach in a few masterminds. And I love doing that just because I love getting to meet people and help them guide them to what systems and tools and automations they can use in their business. So I would definitely want to continue doing more of that. Awesome. Awesome. And if you had the attention of the whole world for five minutes, what would you tell them? Oh my gosh, there's so many options. <laughs> and you can do I, no worries. <laughs> I think I would definitely tell people to not be scared of failure or mistakes. I would say pursue what you want to pursue and don't take the fear of failing or just any mistakes that you make or roadblocks along the way. Personally, I think I did that a lot when I first started out. I really took setbacks a bit personally and I made things mean things about me when a client wasn't happy. It was my fault and it was because of who I am as a person. And that's just not true. And I think when you can really remove yourself from your work, you're going to be able to achieve so much more because instead of it being a setback or a mistake, it's actually, okay, I just need to re I just need to redirect. I just need to look at this. This isn't really working. Okay. What can I do now? And so just being able to go into that problem solving mode instead of, and maybe you just need to cry it out for like 30 minutes. Cause that definitely happens to me as well. But after that, being able to go into a problem solving mode and tackle things pretty as head on as possible. I think we'll get you really far personally and in business with whatever you want to do in life. I love it. Yeah. It's so easy to take those setbacks personally when in reality, the key is just to learn from them and how can I either yeah. not repeat this or what is the lesson out of this or how do I need to pivot my journey, whatever that journey is, and then move forward from there. But yeah, love it. Definitely. So where can listeners support you online? Where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Sam Wiss. It's S-A-M-W-H-I-Z-Z. I'm on there pretty much every day. And yeah, if you want to DM me masterclass, I can send you the masterclass as well. And you can check that out. Sweet. And we will have the links below. And thank you so much for being on today. Really appreciate it, Sam. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. And you can find me at sevenfigurebuilder.com and I'll see you in the next episode. You've been listening to the 7-Figure Builder Show with Julie Baranek.
Julie cut her teeth consulting for Fortune 500 companies worldwide. And now, she's redirected that knowledge and power to support entrepreneurs like you. She focuses on relationship-based lead generation and the magic of podcasting. If you're looking to elevate your business through storytelling, branding, and efficient systems, well, you found your new home. It's what we do. If you enjoyed the show and got something from it, make sure to like, rate, and review. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, find us on Instagram at 7 Builder. Find the website at 7figurebuilder.com. And to learn how to automate your podcast with Julie, find that site at 7figurepodcastbuilder.com. See you next time on the 7 Figure Builder Show.